Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. It is the 3rd of September, 2021. More importantly, this is the COB for a Friday, Annette. Hey. Yeah, how are you doing at the end of this week? I mean, the wrap of reporting season happened pretty quickly. It. Uh, I didn't realise that it's just a structural break yep. between headlines going bananas by 9am where all the poor producers are bashing out pages and pages of dot points for uh, for us to read out for you guys. But yeah, it's just stopped. But the digestion continues, the winners, the mm-hmm. losers, the report cards, the guidance, the no guidance. I think that might go for another couple more days. And then I think we're just back to data watching and, and you know, ad hoc company reports speaking of data watching i genuinely feel like anything we say now if you don't listen to it before 10 30 p.m <laughs> eastern time it's going to be horribly out of date in terms of the markets look i'll tell you where we finished off the day good up um you know breaking a two-day losing streak up by half a percent 37 points ahead of of course non-farm payrolls It is, and we're going to be here. While the gap between the hawks and the doves of the Federal Reserve is payrolls, we are stuck to Friday analysis. A few people said even if we get a good number tonight, consensus being around about Mm 750,000, unemployment rate falling to 5.2. A few people said even if we get a good number, it's not enough. And I think Jay Powell's done a wonderful job of not actually giving us a roadmap to tape we think there's one, maybe well, he two. Did sort of say there, there will be one. Yeah, but, but we always knew that. Of yeah. course, there's going to be one a one payrolls away from taper. But which payrolls yeah. report will it be? I'm not that convinced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 um, people that I've been speaking with, it's it's not even just the number, right? It's the unemployment rate, but it's the wages, and that's a big one because that goes yeah. to the inflation story as well, which you know, dual mandate. Yeah, uh, there's lots of anecdotes about wages, but the last uh, wage cost index I saw out of the US was a bit meh. So, yeah, we're not yet seeing all this chatter about skill shortages and supply constraints. So, yeah, it's it, it we are we will be a broken record that non-farm payrolls will determine tapering. And then the Fed's got the next challenge. Well, then what's the criteria for actual tightening? Which means we could spend every fourth Friday having this exact same discussion. Oh, I look forward to it, Annette. <laughs> you can see me. I'm hanging out for it. <laughs> we uh, are. Look, today we had Oracobra. We had Illumina. We had Clinuval. We Again, had Whitehaven yep. Coal. Yeah, amongst the best performers on the 200. The lithium names have been getting a bit of a look in this week. Um, as far as the losers go, we did have Bellevue Gold really getting hit hard. Afterpay as well, down by 3%, reflecting, I think, the lead-in from the U.S. And also Blue Scope Steel looking pretty shoddy to end this Friday. 
But like I said, pretty much everything is dependent on what goes on in New York tonight. There has not been a lot of company news after reporting season, as is expected. I start to feel like I'm really old and jaded when people are tired in reporting season. And I say, yeah, but mark my words, you're going to miss it when it's gone because you do a bit. You do. Because we love it. And, and also there's just a... There's a real lack of um, big news, but we did have news from Technology One today. It has made its first overseas acquisition in the UK. So it's already operating in that market, but it's really looking at this acquisition to, uh, you know, turbocharge its uh, its overseas expansion. And that was the stock of the day. I had the pleasure of speaking with Rudy Filipek van Dyke and Claude Walker from FN Arena. So it was a Friday lineup back in the house. Here's what they had to say about TNE. Um. As everyone knows, um, I'm a shareholder, have been for quite a while, intend to be for a long while. It doesn't matter at which point uh, one would have bought these shares, including this morning, we would always sit on a profit. And that's quite an achievement for a company that has been, or has been around for a very long time. Today's acquisition is actually more of a sentiment booster, I believe. But what it does do is it probably improves its, its market entrance in the UK. I um, agree with Rudy generally uh, that this is a high-quality uh, business. I've always been a little bit cautious of this business, um, and I think I've probably, you know, just not appreciated their, that their software was better than I thought it was. Perhaps it's more of a hold for me based on price, but uh, just with the caveat being I've said that incorrectly before. And that is the stock of the day. Rudy loves it. He calls it a quality company. But uh, unless it gets two thumbs up, it's not going in. So there you go. T&E will have to come another day. Oh, must try harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll watch that company. And I'll just check in on how that share price ended. Because at that time, it was up about 3%. It ended up by three and a, up 3.5%. So clearly a bit of an endorsement going on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh Next week has all of a sudden become more interesting. And I'm not going to start with the RBA. I'll start with the ECB. Thank you very much, Annette. I think so. The, uh, we all know Christine Lagarde, bless her, has been trying to outdove the US for quite some time. They recently changed their policy mandate target to rather than being under two, it's now plus or minus two. And yet all the ECB members that matter have made some noises this week about how inflation has picked up, the outlook's looking stronger, maybe we don't need their entire emergency uh, purchase plan. It's called PEPP over there. It's QE by another word. So they may not need so much QE. So suddenly the ECB is now probably the highlight of next week. That's Thursday night, our time. And uh, it'll just add to that growing swell that you know the central banks are thinking it's time to walk back this enormous commitment that they've made to liquidity in recent years. Well, and that I mean, enormous. That's the thing is that we we've become almost just used to talking about it. Um, there yep. is so much money out there, and there is so I mean, and that's why I sort of always have tongue in cheek when we talk about the fact that yeah, there will be a taper because my goodness this can't continue forever at this it, pace. it can't i mean the the whole bond yield curve up until recently was still negative yeah i mean there's an experiment in negative interest rates i mean yes it didn't collapse the banking sector but it's still 
something that if you can avoid, it would be um, preferable. I mean, just ask Deutsche Bank. It was heading by, hanging by a thread for quite some time there, but I digress. But again, tapering doesn't mean type tightening so we could be a long way away from not negative rates yes yeah, so let's uh, see so let's apply that to australia because of course we have the rba on um on tuesday i had a conversation with warren hogan from eq economics it's up online and he said because there have been a few calls out there for the rba to actually increase its qe well, program one call. he said that's um Nonsense. disappointing and dangerous but will the rba uh, pause, walk back that taper timetable. Uh, depending who you ask, I would say if I was a Bloomberg poller and I polled the 20-odd people I know, I reckon consensus would be keep the $5 billion. But uh, we were just chatting before four people, and I'll include myself in this lump, is still taper to four, but just push it back. A couple of months and there is one Westpac that says increase to six. All I've heard is the optics of tapering look bad. It's not about the I don't data, think that's a great argument, the is outlook. it? It's, I can't imagine the RBA board with its combined decades of experience discussing optics. It just doesn't wash, I don't think. Well, I think that, and this is just a probably, well, fairly educated, maybe uneducated, but that that would be disappointing to me. Yeah, that's why. You I'm know what I mean? Yeah, like, they they need to. They've all they've told us is we will move when we see facts. Now the only fact we got this week was, was a better than expected June quarter <laughs> yeah. GDP and investor growth is investment growth of um, home loans is back to where it was in 2015 when they started to be worried about investor growth. So yeah. to me, that just doesn't square the circle of facts versus optics. So heading into 2.30, we've got a great panel lined up. Maddie Johnson's going to give us the drop on the day at 2.30 because no economist can talk to Leave us the on desk, the drop. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's going to be a big one. Will they taper or not? There's lots of could, would, shoulds. As I say, consensus is keep the five. Literally a handful says keep the four. Like, it's really a non-consensus call. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be watching, as Loads always. But you just, you're, you're everything perked up with Annette this I week, I can tell you I will be standing <laughs> right here. I mean, someone needs to uh, keep keep the fun going. So that does mean the ECB. So it's not reporting season, but we've got, we got ARBA on Tuesday and we have the ECB on Thursday. So, and of course, we'll be digesting non-farms on Monday. Remembering US is a holiday. Yes, so, on Monday. So that yeah. will leave our markets. Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah, our markets are going to be comatose because they are hopeless when the US mm-hmm. is on holidays. Let's face it, we don't have any direction from the US. So that's really going to send some mixed signals on Monday, Tuesday. Let's stick with the positive though. The ASX has risen um, for the second week running. Um, yeah, so we'll be watching plenty on Monday. We hope you can join us. Uh, ECB, RBA, but beyond the economics, there will be more news flow in companies. I've got I no doubt. <laughs> it to, uh, so I hope everybody has a safe, has a happy, has a healthy weekend. And uh, Annette, I'll see you Monday. See you Monday.